This is baseball, armchair baseball. Do you think the Pirates will ever not win a title? And will the Nationals be the favorite to make a run for one? Are the Dodgers in jeopardy of losing the West? And is the AL West just the best of the rest? Who will challenge the Orioles in their quest for a pennant? Last year, the Guardians lived atop the AL Central. Will there be a new tenant? If you didn't catch it all, now you can, because it's this week in Armchair Baseball. There's Tony. Hey. All right. Uh, hello, ABL and fans of the ABL. This is uh, This Week in Armchair Baseball, episode three, season three, uh, wrapping up scoring week three. How do, how do you like that? With Cal and Tyler back again. Uh, Cal, tell, tell us a little bit about how your week went, man. I, I, I want to give it to you first off because the Angels continue to impress me. How, how did you feel about week three? There's a lot of ups and downs, to be honest with you. I came out the gate red hot. I think I put up 100 points in a very short amount of time. And uh, a certain incident happened with someone who will not be named on this podcast. Um, so I missed out on some points. But I was in, there was a lull in the middle of my week where just no one was doing anything. I had no offense. Um, I don't have a lot of starters on my team. It's pretty evident to see that. So I had no pitching help. You know, I mean, you only get the seven starts, but... I was still looking at six for the whole week. Um, really nervous because every all my opponents were catching up to me and surpassing me. Tyler definitely went way past me. And I wrote, I already wrote him off. Um, so I was just like, okay, if I can catch Adam and I can beat Chris, I'll be happy. Um, but going into Sunday, I had three starters. I, I posted like a joke LeBron meme. Showing that, like, you know, like it, it's go time, you know, we're in, we're in the final countdown. And for some reason, like, the guys that I had pitched at, like, unbelievable levels. Vince Velasquez, I don't know what got into him. <laughs> but the, these last two outings have been insane. I don't know what happened. Right that way. Yeah, right yeah, I don't know what switches flipped, but I will take it. It's crazy stuff. Uh, DeGrom did his normal DeGrom stuff. And then uh, Erod came out and he, he, pretty much expanded on what he did last time out and, you know, pitched his butt off and still did not get the win. Like he, <laughs> I think he pitched a combined probably what 16 innings, something like that. And he got two runs of run support in that entire span. And he, he gave up, uh, he gave up no runs. So it's like, what do you want him to do? Yeah. I feel bad for him in that, in that sense, but he helped me pull it out a three and no week. I didn't know it was possible for me to do that, but yeah. It was a great week. And, and still crushed, as, as you can see here, still crushed the pitching for the week. Finished number one in pitching by a pretty significant margin. And that was missing a, a pretty good Erod start. So we could tack on. I, I didn't look at what he scored. In that 32 game, points. 32 points. Another 30, 32 <laughs> points. So, I mean, you you would have absolutely blown – who was it? The, the Royals – I mean, you already did kind of blow him out of the water, but yeah, we can add another 30 points onto that. Just what a week pitching for the Angels, man. Leaning leaning into the into the staff that I that I personally didn't have a ton of faith in. I, I remember the the AL West pod. I I wasn't loving the Angels uh, or the pitching, especially. But when I looked today, I said, "Holy shit, man!" He actually, <laughs> I, I I expected to see maybe, you know. Uh, maybe top 10 middle of the pack and that that 32 would have like, you know, vaulted you into the top five of pitching or whatever, but no, you still crush pitching anyway. And that's 
you know, missing what would have been probably the best start on a lot of staffs for the week, a 30 plus point start. So yeah, man, hat tip, uh, pat yourself on the back, ride that, ride that Vince Velasquez (laughs) wave while you can. I have, I have Velasquez in a, I picked him up as a streamer in a, in a points league where I, I was ahead, but the guy I was facing was starting three guys and Velasquez is about the only option out there. And it's got some funky scoring and he put up like a 66 points game. Jeez. And yeah, just, you know, I was hoping to just not get negatives you know, at that point. Yeah. Um, E-Rods in the, in the FT, uh, RTFBC that I did, uh, E-Rod went for $69 on the Sunday fab and that's a thousand dollar budget. So pretty hefty. I, I had put 15 on him thinking maybe, but yeah, I got, got crushed by that. So the Erod hype is real now after this week. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, how was your week three, man? I uh, good as well. Not certainly not as good as Cal's. Um, it was close <laughs> to being as good as Cal's, uh, but unfortunately one of us wasn't going to have uh, the perfect week. So, uh, which I obviously pretty cool and ironic that, we play, we got to play each other and then, you know, we're on, on the pod. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it was fine. I still have, I still have people who are either underperforming or <clears throat> are not really playing in the roles that I thought they'd be playing in or whatever it might be, but it's still overall, I, you know, teams performing well. Um, Sticks is still injured. So I'm still waiting for him to come back. It's obviously been a losing him and Hoskins this year has really put a, a damper on, on things, but the fact that I'm, you know, top 10 with where I'm at and I'm still, still ahead of Cleveland and standing still only behind Brendan by game. Um, I feel, feel pretty good about, about where things are at. Yeah. You, you have really yet to, I feel like it's been, I feel like it's been two and a half, three years since the twins have had a really bad, really, really bad week. I know you have, I know you have, but it just, uh, the, the twins are, the ABL twins are remarkably consistent. Uh, one, one of the more consistent teams, like you just, you kind of know where they're going to be. They can have that week where they kind of kick the shit out of everybody and, and make you go, whoa. But typically it's just like, oh, the twins went two and one again, or, you know, the twins went three yeah. and one again, kind of yawn, you know, eh, they're, they're just, yeah. they just kind of have been there. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, not a bad place to be really. Cause <laughs> You you have those you have those uh, blow up weeks at the right time and all of a sudden you know you're in the playoffs and doing yeah. really well and it's all about that well, momentum though gotta gotta keep hundred percent hundred percent and I'll, I'll say too I mean if to Cal's point about you know I'm talking about feeling really good about where he's at I I'd feel good too if Cutter Crawford was averaging eleven points a game Vince Velasquez was averaging fourteen and a half. Uh, I mean, I feel at yeah. twenty. You know, <laughs> Erod at sixteen. Like, I'd feel pretty dang good. Matt Manning even at twelve and a half. Like, yeah. my goodness, I'd feel, I'd feel like I have the best pitching staff in the league if those those, guys those names yeah. you just rattled off is exactly the reason why I said ah, I wasn't that impressed with the Angels <laughs> yeah. staff. And I and and listening to those names, I'm still not. But the, be- but the best, the best part you is can't he, deny it. You know? Yeah, he's still he's still winning. Right. Like that's like that's yeah, the yeah. craziest part. And he's doing it through pitching right now. Like imagine if, you know, the the actual like good players on his team play well, you know, like right. I get week to week. Is it like it'll be definitely a team to contend with in the playoffs, which is which is cool. It's really cool to see. I mean, the, the Angels were a bottom five hitting team this week. It's crazy. 
and and like that really right. on the back of the page still had a very good week. Yeah, it could yep. be it could be a scary combo if if you get the bats going for a week when when those are now, you know, will the bats get going in a week where Vince Velasquez is is Vince Velasquez? You know, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't need him to be seven innings, ten strikeouts, you know, every time out to yeah. to get your value out of him. That that's just that's icing on the cake, but. Yeah, if you could just get those bats to be middle of the pack, you you would have you, know, you would have crushed the league this week. So, well, he's got yeah, Tim very, Anderson very nice. uh, on the IR, Grichuk on the IR. I mean, he's getting ready to come back. Grichuk getting ready to come back. Yep. and should settle right into the middle of that rocky lineup. Eh, middle, maybe the yep. back of the middle, but you know, still going to be playing in course. Yeah, still has big time power. Yeah, yeah, some definitely some things to look forward to if you are. An ABL Angels fan, which eh, yeah, some I of am. us are. I will say that <laughs> I uh, I did have a very in-depth strategy when it came to building a pitching staff, and it was just get a bunch of guys who like are breathing and see if it works. And so far, they're all still doing that. They're all breathing. They're all, they're all, they're all still there. breathing. So, you know, it's working out pretty nicely so far. So it's it's un- unbeatable. I'm holding my breath at the moment because I've actually got <laughs> Matt Boyd going against Colin May. I have no idea what's happening in that game, but uh, I know they are facing each other. So I'm kind of hoping after this is over, it's like nothing, nothing in the eighth. And they were both just brilliant, but I kind of uh, <laughs> kind of don't really ha- have a lot of faith that that's going to be the case. But hey, that's what I'm leaning on right now. I, it, it, I, I'm a team that would be like, wow, Vince Velasquez, that'd be a really nice, that would be a really nice arm to have right now, but never a guy I would have thought about trying to acquire in any way, shape or form before this. I mean, I, I remember the guy coming up with the Astros and looked promising. And then he was part of a big trade. Who the hell, who was it that the Phillies sent to the Astros in the Vince Velasquez trade, man? I or am I cra- am I crazy? I, I don't Philly. think I'm crazy. I think they sent him to the Phillies for. I'll look it up. I will uh, say yeah, I, yeah. I had a I had Velasquez last year. All last year, he was a one dollar starter. You know, he played with the White Sox. I believe it was all last year. Just just start after start disappointment. I don't even know how I wasn't. <laughs> don't know how I wasn't optioned. Probably because he's service time or DFA'd something. It's a miracle he was still. On a, on a roster end of the year. And uh, I was like, I saw he was with Pirates. They don't have a lot of options at the moment. I mean, they have guys coming up, but they, right right, right away, they didn't have many options. So like, okay, I'll keep him for three bucks. We'll get some innings out of him. All right, and so they – Go far. They uh, – yeah, it was to Houston. Houston got closer Ken Giles and prospect Ken Jonathan Giles. Jonathan Arouse, I think. Uh, th- those two went to the Astros in exchange for Vince Velasquez, Mark Apple, uh, Thomas Eshelman, Harold Arouse, and Brett Oberholzer. Okay, so it was the Mark, the Mark, uh, the Mark Appel deal, I guess, was, yeah. was supposed to be the, and I guess Ken Giles was the name at, at the time, but yeah, I think Appel was probably the biggest potential name in that deal. And Ken Giles has went on to, well, <laughs> He had a year or two, and then he's been like hurt ever since. But yeah, no, yeah. he's just a psycho, <laughs> typical reliever in yeah, the MLB. Yeah. He went from he went from being uh, called Hundred Miles Giles to, I mean, he's he's thrown like five innings, yeah. in, in the last three years, like it's just one That's of those guys that I think just 
threw too hard for his own good or something. And yeah, kind of, but yeah, yeah. Ken Giles, Mark Appel. Yeah. Vince Velasquez, all part of that deal. And then some, some names that don't ring a bell to me at all, but yeah, he had, he had the potential at one point, but that was a, that was, when was that Tyler? Do you, do you recall? Do you have an, uh, that was some years ago. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, hold on. Uh, the article I found was from 2021, but I don't know when the actual trade was. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that was earlier than that. Uh, 20, 2015. Oh yeah, okay, jeez. So yeah, it's been it's been a little bit since yeah. Vince Velasquez uh, had that potential, but hey, he reached it for the the uh, ABL Angels of of all teams and the and the, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Who, yeah, we don't we're not talking about real baseball here, but holy holy Jesus, I mean, how how fun to be. Even even on the outside looking in at like pirate fans, it's just fun to see them go on on a little bit of a run, even even if it's just early in the season, even if a lot of it might be somewhat unsustainable. It's fun to see the pirates back in the mix. Uh, all right. Well, what, we didn't have a ton of, you know, there weren't really many big trades. Uh, the Rangers Rangers made a couple of they acquired Torkelson and then sent him away a few days later. That was really kind of the big, the big trade action. Um, I, I don't know if that's worth spending a ton of time on. I, I don't recall a ton of like major injuries. Maybe you guys can help me out there, but, but anything notable for either one of you for week three, before we get into the power rankings. Uh, go ahead, Kel. Okay. Does your down count? Cause that was really, that was devastation for me when I heard that, that he might, might spend time on the IL with a neck issue. <laughs> yeah, I, I, neck. I dropped to my knees when I heard that just sobbing. I was like, not what I needed That could today. be bad. Yeah, that's after all, after, that could be bad. After the high that I had all week to have, hear that news, it's like, <laughs> I got Timmy in the IL too. You know, Mookie's, I don't know. Maybe Mookie will be my saving grace. But, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit selfish and say that your Don news sucked. These 30-team leagues, man, just having somebody go down is just extra devastating, especially when it's mm-hmm. like a superstar like that. Just having these guys go down, it just is a it's an absolute kick in the gut because you know there's there's little to no chance of of replacing the kind of production that these guys are gonna give you. Yeah, sometimes you can get lucky and you know, pull a, a Padres. Who's the the Padres uh Oviedo? He's he's the new gem that the Padres somehow dug up out of out of obscurity, out of nowhere, and is you know, following in that Newt Bar Taylor Ward footsteps for the Padres, but most of us are not going to be able to to do that. You know, and especially with Jordan, somebody like that. That's just, yeah, the highs and the lows of of a thirty team yeah. fantasy baseball. <laughs> yeah, encompassed in just a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, I did from. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the Dodgers. I I, I had written down and then I kind of overlooked it. Dodgers go two and zero in the division. They're the only team this week to to go two and zero within the division. And I wrote uh, poor Brewers. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure why I why I put that. They must have like had a had a good week, but but had well, a, he's, you know, a bad if week. You click on uh, points scored this year. Um, so you just go year to date and points scored. Um, they, so it's actually funny if you like, so the top eight teams are the top eight teams record wise. Um, but then the next three teams are actually the nationals who are 19th, uh, Oakland, who's 20th, uh, and the brewers who are, uh, 16th because they're three and six, three and six and four and five respectively. 
Um, all three of those teams have scored more points than me, but I'm seven and two. <laughs> so, hey, take it where you can get it. You know, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, and, and it, what's funny, we'll get to it when we when we look at the at the power rankings and stuff. But all three of those teams, even though again record wise they're below me, they're ranked above me in the in the power rankings right now for that reason. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that had to be yeah. factoring into why I said poor Brewers. Could be. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the only thing I was going to mention, uh, given that he's in the chat too, was Tony making the first technical dump uh, proclamation of the year. Um, I guess that's I technically that. technically noteworthy, um, given that I, I'm not sure how many, you know, of those will come. Uh, you know, early this year, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure how some of the teams at the bottom of the standings are feeling, but um, yeah, I mean, I speaking as someone in the top half of the standings and I don't know if Cal maybe feels the same way, but I certainly with my injuries, I would certainly be itching to at least entertain some um, trades. I'm not necessarily looking to take on, you know, a ton of stuff yet. Cause I'm still feeling out my team. I still have some injuries coming back, but um I know at least myself in my position, certainly looking to start entertaining some sort of uh, trades coming up soon. I just made one. So I that kind of lets you know where oh, I'm did at. You seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. Well, I got a, from Tony. I got a trade. I, I did oh, a deal with Tony. Oh, oh, yeah. You did. Yeah. Um, what did you okay. I gave him. Oh, Hicks. Margot. Nice. Yeah. I got Margot for Hicks and Choi. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll take that. I need, it's an everyday bat. And if yeah. Jordan's out, I can slot Solaire in left, put Margot in center, and Betts can stay in right, sure. and I have a full outfield. Um, should I mean I don't I don't I think the Jordan injury might not be that. That's just me wishful thinking, but it might not be that serious. Maybe he doesn't need to be on the IL for ten days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's something I needed right away, and so I think it'll help me right away. But I love yeah. him as a as a player just because of the role he has. Um, yeah. With Tampa, he all like he doesn't. He doesn't obviously play full seasons for them, but he mm -hmm. plays a lot, mm -hmm. and he, he plays in multiple positions, like you said. I, I think I'm pretty sure I had him for like season one and part of season two before I think I traded him to Tony. I, potentially, I can't, or maybe Tony got him in the auction this year. I can't. He's remember. bounced around a bit, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I've always liked him as a player. I felt like he's consistent. You're gonna you know usually get some points out of him, and yeah. obviously playing for Tampa this year helps. Yeah, anybody uh, anybody put points in that. A lot as well. So, and, and I think on on Tony's side too, you know, who knows if Hicks will be able to start pitching a little better. Kind of sight SPRP, which is nice, right? But kind of sucks that he hasn't. I don't think pitched to his potential. That you you probably have to ask all the Cardinals fans in our yeah. You got, you got two of them right here. So yeah, <laughs> he has not pitched to his. I mean, I don't know what yeah. his potential. He's right now. He's just a, he's a guy really that's hard. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not a pitcher. It. He's he's a thrower, and he kind yeah. of always has been like. Some of his stuff looks like it yep. not looks like it does have some movement on it, but he has no idea how how, how much it's gonna. It's he just has no command. It seems yeah. you know, let alone control, yeah. but no command, and he's just never really. We you know we had dreams of like an Anthony or Anthony Reyes. What was the what was the Reyes? Uh, was it Anthony Reyes? Reyes? No, Alex Reyes. Alex. Alex Anthony, Reyes. Anthony, yeah, Anthony Reyes yeah, with yeah. the Anthony with the Reyes flabber. is from like a. <laughs> Yeah, He's a while ago. Race a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had we had like you know illusions of a of like a potential Hicks and and Reyes like back into the bullpen. Both of those guys. So funny that that was exciting. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. like, yeah. We're gonna have the best bullpen in the league. <laughs> yeah, and now Reyes just went on 
the minor league IL for where is he at the Dodgers? I think maybe yeah, he's, he's somewhere. He just yeah, went probably moved there they, too. Yeah, they can know. they can deal with that bullshit now because that's just yeah, man, what a what a disappointment. You talk about yep. minor league disappointments for the Cardinals. Yuck. You know, I, I wanted to mention the thing that freaks me out about Jordan. I do I do have him in a couple other leagues. Is when they say they send him back to Houston. You know that's, that that is what like okay he's traveling separate from the team or whatever like it's it's bad enough that we feel like we need to tell you to go by yourself like with the <laughs> trainers here can't do anything about it, um, so <laughs> it just that freaks me out a little bit, and you know again maybe it's just a stinger maybe he slept wrong, you know maybe the the pillow on the airplane you know he's had his neck at a bad angle whatever it is but get him put him in first class or something I don't know let him, let him lie down. <laughs> yeah. It's Jordan Alvarez. Figure it out. Yeah, I imagine these guys are all crunched up like old <laughs> yeah. WWF wrestlers in the '80s going to Japan, where like, none of them can move. Yeah, I just probably I, not. But that, I just saw that that, that Rick, Rick Flair on Joe Rogan when you brought to Japan, the wrestlers going to Japan. Uh, he just talked about that, and it's hilarious. You brought that up out of nowhere. But yeah, it's yeah, I, I, yeah, I did not see that. That was just like a yeah, interesting. Well, I'll tell you, Jordan. Japan. Yeah, let's let's not do that. Let's. <laughs> Let's not talk about how bad Jordan could be. Let's uh, let's talk about some power rankings. How about that? Well, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say, oh. Alan, real quick. Oh. Tony actually put a yeah, really sure. good question into the chat. I thought he said, "Who's gonna be the last team to win a game?" Oh, we can, we can maybe use that to transition to our power oh. rankings. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll do that to because I also kind of had that for you know spoiler. I had that for a believe it or not. The believe it oh, or not was God. believe it or not. Every team will win at least one game this year. Interesting. And okay. I, I th- <laughs> that might be well, interesting to kick well, let's around save a little it. bit. So, let's save it then. Yeah, let's let's save that, Tony. Damn it. Let's uh yeah, let's let's save that. And uh we'll go to the power rankings. And Tyler, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you break it down here a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So I um it's it's been kind of cool. I tried it's hard going back versions of the Google Sheet um to try and track exactly like when changes were made and kind of what happened and stuff, but I was trying to go back because I remember week two last year, there's always a ton of change because we have a, a long week in week one, a shorter week in week two. So a lot of things usually change. But in week three, I felt like there's like almost every team, again, adjusted spots in some way, shape or form. Um, and so I was trying to look back to see if there was, you know, any significant reason for that or if it was the same last year. And um, there wasn't as much change last year in week three. There was a little bit and kind of as the season goes on, right. Things don't change necessarily as much as teams get solidified, yeah. but, um, I just, you know, I just think it's cool. It, it's something that while I know is not anywhere near perfect, I'm super proud of to be able to have put something like this together just for a, you know, a fantasy league that, uh, I enjoy. So I, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's been really cool to see, um, David, I mean, I, I, got help from Josh early on too. I always like to thank Josh and, and David for the help they've given me and uh, helping set this up and kind of run the stats every week. So shout out to those guys. Um, but yeah, so this week, the, I think the biggest notes I would say outside of, you know, kind of the drops and stuff is that uh, Jake D in the number one slot first time ever. Um, and I, I couldn't look back at every single sheet, but I believe this is the first time that, Pittsburgh, the Dodgers, and or the Cardinals have not been in that number one spot. I think I, <laughs> this is the first week since I started doing power rankings that one of those three teams has not been in the top. Um, That's disgusting, I, but also I know. you know really cool that it finally happened. <laughs> correct, yeah. correct, and, and I think yeah. it, it goes to show right that we're like year three now, 
like there's gonna it's gonna be really cool to see how like teams it will start to turn over like it will things will change duke is not going to be up there well maybe he will be up near the top forever but he's at least <laughs> not going to be number one forever um right. so yeah so i just thought i thought that was really cool um and then <clears throat> i think the biggest thing for me too still is where teams are in this um correlating to where they are in the standings so like the nationals who i just said who are like literally three and six Technically, they're they're nineteenth in the league. They're number five in my power rankings, which I think is is cool to see because it, it just shows like they've played some decent teams and they're also scoring at at a decent rate. I also think right now, earlier on in the season, uh, my projection modifier, so kind of how teams are projected to to play, so to speak, that weighs in as well. So they're projected pretty well, um, which you know, given their team makeup, they they should be projected to to do pretty well. Uh, so I think that's playing a part in it as well, even though they are um, three and six. But yeah, they're up there. Uh, Brewers are in the top 10. Uh, Oakland, I mentioned before, is in the top 10. Um, and then teams like myself, who record-wise are in the top 10, but are outside of it. I have myself. Uh, uh, Cardinals are in there. Um, and, and Cleveland, I, I know I brought up Mark last week as well, but um, Mark dropped four spots this week. Kind of kind of continuing to, I, I think, we all had lofty expectations for him and his team this yeah. year. And I think they have severely underperformed so far. And I, and I, I think if, if Mark was, you know, being realistic, he would probably say the same thing. Um, even though I'm sure he'll probably flame me for that. But, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's just been really interesting to see. And then the last thing I always like to look at is divisions and where divisions are at. Um, so if you look at the NL West, which is ridiculous right now, um, between Arizona, San Francisco, and the Dodgers, you have three of the top four teams right now in the power rankings sitting out there, which the NL West has not been a division we've talked about very much in terms of like top end teams. So I uh, wanted to shout out the NL West too, because they're, uh, they're sitting pretty right now in terms of um, the rankings there. And I know Alan, that probably <laughs> sucks to potentially hear for you, but at the same time, you you know, your, your division mates are, uh, are definitely kicking some ass this year so far. That's actually another um, – the NL West is uh, another, believe it or not. So, yeah, this is like we're, we're, we're on the same wavelength here. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I thought it was fairly interesting to see that the biggest mover uh, overall was the Mariners jumping yeah. up five spots. Yeah, that's, that's – uh, I, I didn't really pay attention much to the week that the, the Mariners had. Um, and, and my first time looking at the rankings was right before we went live here. So I didn't, I, I wasn't able to look at them and then make notes about them, but, uh, yeah, Mariners, the biggest mover up, who was the, it was Cleveland, right? That was the biggest mover uh, down were, at, at four spots. Yeah. There were four and then there were a bunch of team or yeah, like four teams that went three spots down. Um, but I, I, I always like to mention too, like the the performance of a team is only one indicator right within these right. power rankings i even though it it doesn't necessarily play a factor as much about like who you play it it kind of also does because if you're playing an easier schedule then there's a better chance you're going to make the playoffs right versus a harder schedule and so if you look at like seattle this year or this past week they played teams that averaged about 264 points which is a decent week and then they also scored a decent amount therefore if you look at all the teams under them they had either more points scored or they averaged more points against so that in and of itself is going to bring their score up and it's going to bring others down um 
So I, I was well, like a good, a good example of that would would even be uh, my my Rockies. I went one and two, yep. but moved up three spots in the rankings because um, I scored nearly three hundred points and lost to the Astros and the Jays, a couple of of good teams Correct. that also clearly scored quite a few points. So uh, you can have a a bad week and still move up a few spots in in power rankings. I I just did Correct. it. So um, yeah, it's not just about what you do. It's it's that's that's why they're so good. It's a li- it's literally a living, breathing document, <laughs> almost, almost like the Constitution, you know, in, in an odd yep. way. Like it's it's this it's this thing that's just going to keep morphing and and keeping the same shape, but having different little uh, appendages sticking out of it, like somebody else finally in the number one spot for. Yeah, uh, it's like, it's like having a college basketball, or it's like having Alabama, you know, finally mm-hmm. not not being number one or something for X amount of weight. It's like, uh, yeah, very, very. I I guess I hadn't paid that much attention, but it makes sense, you know. I I know I've seen the Pirates and Dodgers and and those guys up there a lot. It's nice to see the Jays. Jays bump up four spots. Ah, I was going to talk about that. Yeah, I was going to bring that <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, very cool. He was 17th last year, and he's you know kind of making he, he flipped that team over multiple times throughout the offseason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of trades, even before the season was about to start, he was still making making deals. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool to see that they're actually paying off, and he's he constructed a heck of a team so far. Was it the Jays that traded? Was it the Jays that Sam traded Torque to? Was it was it Blue Jay Gary that got Torque? Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe Mike Pierce faster. Yeah, he traded – Sam traded with uh, yep. yeah, the Reds for Torque and then sent him to the Jays like yep. three or four mm-hmm. days later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Freaking Sam, man. This guy doesn't know what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> All about it. No, I, 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 that, that's uh, – funny you mentioned that, Cal, because I, I, I did want to bring up that like Gary is – this is Blue Jay Gary, not Yankee Gary. Yankee Gary's just mm-hmm. quiet all the way around. He's quiet on the Discord, and he doesn't make a lot of trades. Blue Jay Gary is is somewhat quiet on the Discord, makes a, actually a lot of trades. Like I, You may not realize how many trades the Jays have made until you sit and look mm-hmm. at it, like since since uh, Gary has taken that team over. Guy, guy is always working. He's yep. always working, and his he he raked me over the coals. And when I say that, I mean it, Sam. He got me on Kellenic. I was I was I gave up on Kellenic. I knew Gary was a fan. He had approached me about him before, and you know maybe Drew Gilbert for me ends up being something really nice. But I'd much rather have Kellenic on my team right now and his you know six or seven homers. So congrats to Gary. He also got him from me in ABL four for. Uh, you know, not much more than what I did for. I was just, I was over him. You know, I was, I was over Kellenic, and then he exploded, and has has really looked really nice since. So, hat tip to Gary on that one. You, he got me. He got me on that deal. We'll see. We'll see how the torque deal goes for him. He's he's kind of got this thing about him where he has faith. He he likes Captain Jack too. I think he's like got yeah. faith in Flaherty still. So <laughs> like Gary likes his guys, and he puts his money where his mouth is. Man, he trades for the guys he likes and. You know, good for him when they work out. Hopefully, Torque can be. I don't. You know, I'm I'm not a huge Torque fan. Just like personally, I don't I don't care about the Tigers or anything. I would like to see him do well, but I don't know if he's gonna ever be worth what he's being paid right now in the ABL at least. Um, it'd be nice to see. You know, I'm I'm. I like I like the Jays. I like Gary. So it'd be cool to see both Kellenic and Torkelson 
put together a year that that we <clears throat> excuse me that we thought they could you know and do it on the same ABL team that'd be kind of neat um, after they both have bounced around so much. Uh, any other any other notable power ranking stuff? Did we? The only other thing I I wanted to mention that I thought was interesting because I don't I don't know that everyone scrolls all the way to the right to see all the all the info over there. But um, the my projection uh, my projection modifier that I use it's I think it's interesting to look at because so if you look at the top four teams, all four of them have the highest projection modifier possible right now because they're it, basically I, they're grouped into groups of five essentially. So top five projected teams get a one. Next, you you lose basically five hundredths of a percentage point and so on and so forth down to um, I think point eight five is the lower point seven five is the lowest right now. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so everyone pretty much at the top is a one right now outside of Cleveland, who's sitting at 14 right now. And, and I think Tony mentioned it as well. He's maybe got some injuries and stuff. But for the most part, projections are holding pretty steady. Um, there's not really a – outside of Mark kind of dropping, you could argue potentially St. Louis at 13. They're at a point eight to so the second lowest modifier. Um you can maybe argue they're overperforming projections in a sense, but um, yeah, outside of that, it looks like everyone's kind of fitting the mold so far, which I thought was kind of interesting. It is. Yeah. They're, they're fleshing out and becoming maybe a little bit more predictive of what we, what we could see going forward. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Just to, you know, in the league as a whole, I think is, is becoming a little bit more, unpredictable like we're seeing more parity in the league at least we Agreed. think we had and then you know sam i think when we yacked about it last time sam ran some numbers and said hey yeah it actually is yeah it is yeah. bearing out that, that the numbers are showing more parity so you know we'll see if that continues and um i don't know i i hope to find myself out of the red at some point this year but <laughs> that's kind of you know i, I kind of am more comfortable swimming in those waters anyway so maybe we'll just <laughs> Just hang with my homies down in, the, <laughs> down in the cellar. I'm a Midwest kid. I grew up my my bedroom was always in the basement. You know, my house our house always oh. had basements. <laughs> tornado tornado stuff. So I always had basement. I'm just comfortable down there. The dank, dark, <laughs> smelly basement. Uh, all right. How about some believe it or not? I I uh, I told you guys all. I told you was that I was going to do some believe it or not. I didn't tell you what any of them were. So I just said be prepared. But then I didn't actually tell you what to be prepared for. So this is, this is just going to be Love it. Uh, freewheeling. And uh, so the first one I'm going to, I'm going to Tony, Tony was talking to me about this the other night and I, I'm the one that like put it into this form for the pod, but <clears throat> the first, believe it or not, will be uh, believe it or not, the point threshold that the EC set the minimum point threshold for teams uh, to not lose that $10 in cap space the next year is too high is that point threshold too high? it comes out to about 150 points a week um is that too high is that too is that asking too much of teams that are rebuilding um true or false believe it or not cal start us off um, Cal, you go because I'm say, as, a member of the, as a member of the ECL. I'll, I'll let you go first. Yeah. As a former garbage team, I will also speak on behalf of many garbage <laughs> teams. Um, so <laughs> that Drew is still out, but anyways, um, 
So I thought it was 175. But it is. Tony, 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 yeah, Tony just said it. Just said okay. It. Yeah, so yeah. I thought 150 per week would probably be a little more reasonable. But that 25 points is doesn't sound like it's a lot, but it is over the course of a week. Um, especially for, you know, lower grade teams that have a hard time. It's a, it's a grind just to get a couple points out of your guys. Because really, you're crossing your fingers that they don't just get DFA'd. That's really you hope you hope to wake up and not see you know blank got option to triple A. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Taylor Modder, perfect example. So you know, I I get what the I get what's trying to do. I do think over a period of time it it will probably work. I feel like it's a combination of one seventy five is probably too high of a threshold, but also ten bucks is not enough to incentivize. You know, because I. Is it really hurt? Is ten bucks really gonna hurt? It, every dollar does count, especially when we're in the auction. We know how every dollar counts. But over the course of a season, is that ten bucks really gonna make the difference of someone tanking like a Harry and just going all out and just getting these guys? Now, don't don't meet the the point threshold and just do a total rebuild from from scratch, while not meeting. I think for lower grade teams, a somewhat hefty one seventy five. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, so it, is, oh, it does feel like a lot. I mean, I'm not I'm not tanking or anything, and it was you know the first couple of weeks it was tough for me to hit 175. Yeah. Um, if especially if you're a team that's going to be relying on those really <clears throat> lower priced like prospect type guys, if you're if you're a truly a rebuilding team and really going kind of like you know we'll bring up Harry again that he's going picks and prospects. I mean, he's he's. <sighs> He he could he had big leaguers, you know, he won big leaguers in the auction, but <clears throat> he's he's going the way he wants to go. So I I could be convinced, I, I think I could easily be convinced that maybe 175 a week is is a bit too high. But I think Cal, you're exactly right in that the ten dollar cap hit for a team that's that's rebuilding and gonna be relying on cheap guys might not be that much of a disincentive to run out and make trade you know is that going to make harry trade a first rounder in order to to bring in a big bat and maybe score 130 points a week that you know that that he'd be lucky to get right now probably not of course it's not so uh yeah i think those are valid points both what do you think tyler as a as a fellow ec man (laughs) yeah so i feel like this is public enough already if not by myself but by other members of the ec but we all agree that this is not the perfect rule. Um, it it helps, I think. It's in the right direction, but it is not what we want it to be. And I think it, it's really interesting hearing both of you kind of talk about the point thing at first, because I feel like in my head, I always thought, if anything, it was too low. But that's also coming from someone who doesn't have issue scoring 175 points in a week, right? Right. right. Um, so I'm less concerned with the points like whatever we set the points at is whatever we set the points at i don't truly care i think the biggest concern is we want all third we want this to be as much like the mlb as possible Mm -hmm. right in a sense so we just want all 30 teams to at least feel the roster every week right like that's the point like have starting players in your starting spots right Mm -hmm. outside of that if you have guys who you know get dfa and get called up every other week or whatever you're relying on minors guys or what and then that's that is what it is, right? Like that's just you're you're a bad team and you're kind of having to pay for it. But yeah, I think that's the we need to change the incentive in terms of how much you are gonna have to pay if you intentionally 
do not have this roster because it we just need to we need to set it at a point and again my opinion this is not ec opinion disclaimer this is just my opinion mm-hmm. uh we need to set it at something where like if if you're going to go the route that harry goes is going this year at any point in the future in any seasons you're going to be you're going to be basically paying <laughs> way more than it's worth to do it right, um right and, and so i think that's that's the biggest focus that we need the point the point thing is more irrelevant to me it's more of the cost and then we just it's maybe having something around like and i think we kind of already do but just making sure that guys are fielding lineups that we're not we're not having you know injured players in starting spots <clears throat> that kind of stuff i think that's the that's the biggest thing we need to get away from yeah yeah, because I, I, I don't have a I don't have a problem with what Harry is doing. I just yeah, it was the 100%. um it was like the winning guys in the auction and then instantly putting them on the block. That that was the you know like like you said, field a team, field field a team, field guys that can go out there and play yeah. ball. You know, like, well, this is Alan. This is the but, this um, is the biggest I think the biggest clarifier about that because Harry obviously took a lot of a lot of flack for it. the The biggest thing, the, the caveat for this is if he would have traded for other MLB players to yeah. field his roster and make it competitive, no one would have had an issue with it. Right. So to yeah. me, it's not a, it's not that he drafted those guys and traded them. He could do that. It's just how and who he traded them for. Right. He went from having a roster to not having a roster. And that, that in turn then complicates the league. It, it hurts the competitive minute. integrity of the league. And that is something we want to get away from. And so yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I have zero issue with what Harry did. It's just if he yes, needs to go and field a roster too. Yeah, you're good, man. So I, Cal, I think I think you you're kind of shaking your head. I feel like you agree at least a little bit yeah. with that. It's oh, definitely. Integrity than anything. Trust me, it, I I did not want to field a roster last year. Like it was not the easiest thing to do. To like, all right, I gotta go get another reliever. I guess you know. I mean, you just you had to, and that was back. That was back. That's when we had. You know, well, I guess it was unlimited IL spots. That changes things a bit. But I yeah. felt like there was uh, less depth uh, out yeah. on the wire as far as just, like, being able to get a body. Yeah. Um, so, no, but it's – I totally get that it's a very tricky line to be like, how do we incentivize not even just winning but just not sucking? Yeah. Like, how do, how do we do that? Because, you know, because at a certain point, right, let's say we do make it, we do make it harder on, on, like, like you said, just like make it not even worth it to do it. Um, when does that turnaround happen where they want to get, you know, like, like they wouldn't be able to afford me going out and getting, you know, Jordan and DeGrom and Mookie. Like if I had done that, done that strategy and it failed, I, I can't then turn my team around with those prospects I acquired and use the budget that has now been slashed to turn my team around. So I totally I get the, the the spirit of the rule, and I think maybe over time it'll work, especially when it's fine tuned a little yeah. more and we have more data to go off of. Um, but right now, I, I it's it's not its, its strongest form. I would say I, yeah. I think we've, we've got a good base to work off of. Well, I, I think we we want to make sure too. Like one of the best parts of this league is our minor league system. Right? Yeah, like how how much knowledge. At least I know I can speak for me personally, like how much yeah. knowledge I have gained just from being in this league oh my God, uh, yeah, about guys that I never would have known about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So for me, it's I think it's much more about that than anything that we want to we still want to keep that spirit. We want the teams that are struggling 
to to dump right and do that kind of stuff because that that makes the league exciting it makes people want to be engaged and involved and, yeah. and that's in real life that's what happens too right teams dump good players to try and refill up on prospects but most teams still run out players every single day right? yeah. and still play games every single day so that's that's where we gotta fine tune it and once we do then it's perfect yeah definitely all right, so yeah, that's straight well away uh, away from believe it or not, but very very good discussion either way. I so yeah. to say that the threshold is too high, I I I can believe it, and I also cannot believe it. So yeah, that's it doesn't uh, doesn't help anybody, but good good discussion either way. Uh, so believe it or not, um, Tyler, you can start this one. The NL East is a four team race. Believe it or not. <laughs> um, I mean. Well, yeah, I, I think that's it's a pretty easy question to answer. I, I know Tony has already said he, you know, I mean, he dumped right. Like <laughs> he's he's not going to be in contention this year. So yeah, but I think I think the Mets, Braves, Nationals, and Phillies all have very viable teams um, so far. I think what's interesting about it is we're not seeing the quote unquote NL beast. We uh, we're maybe being hyped up in in discord to believe but um again i also look at that and have a caveat on it and saying that i have the nationals top five in power rankings right now right so like they're potentially underperforming or they're playing really hard competition if you look at the division they haven't played anyone in their quote-unquote weak division yet um so you know they could have some positive regression coming their way uh, i believe in uh Braves Jake as well. I mean, we've seen what he can do when he starts to make trades and turn things around. Adam obviously has made the playoffs every year. Um, and then obviously new owner for the Mets who's come in, has done some awesome stuff um, this year. And he's, uh, he's super active in both ABL and ABL four. So uh, I'm sure he'll be um, in contention too and, and looking for, for names. One thing I will say that I think will be interesting about this race specifically, I haven't looked at all the other divisions, but this one specifically is I think the the team that makes the biggest moves will be the one to finish at the top. Um, so not necessarily makes the most trades, but the one that makes the biggest moves will be who finishes at the top. Uh, just for fun, I will say I don't believe it. Uh, mainly because I do see I do see <laughs> there is a sizable gap between the Mets and I would say even the, the Phillies as far as scoring. Um, the fact that he's probably closer to Tony. I mean, it's kind of it's it's chartable, but he's closer to Tony than he is to you know the, the next highest guy up uh, in the standings there for points. So over the course of a season, I think the Mets might falter out. Um, I guess I have to check their IL and see if maybe if they have some. I'm not. I'm missing there. Um, but it's very rare you have a division with with four teams that can really compete and try to vie for that first spot. And I'd say if I had to pick three that are going to go like all the way with it, that I feel confident in, it would be Phillies, Nationals, and Braves. Like I, I would feel good about betting on them, any one of them. Mets, I, w- I, I would not feel good betting on. All right, so uh, one and one there, not bad. Uh, in the same vein, sticking with the NL, um, is, believe it or not, the NL West is the NL best. Believe it or not, is the West now – has the West taken like enough of a step forward to like supplant the central as the, the most feared division in the national league? Cal started off. Uh, I'd say yes. 
Um, just because I, I had to take a look here because I believe the record shows otherwise. But let me because who'd be number three spot? It'd be Frank's Cubs. See, because if you if you compare the number three, and I'll even go off of um, Tyler's power rankings, it's because you have to look at the discrepancy between who would be the lowest on the power rankings. There is a sizable gap between the third highest ranked team in the NL West versus the NL Central. So I kind of have to give a slight a slight edge to the to the West on that one. And over the, the coast fourth West, I think those team get in the Central is much better than the fourth team in the West. Good point. Good point. And um like, I guess the, like exactly five hundred points better. But is can you argue that maybe the anchor in the NL Central might be might be worse or stronger than the anchor in the NL West? And that's a that's a personal question, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> do you like where where does that level off at? I don't know. Because I do agree with you that yes, the 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 fourth team there is a drop off. But those top three are so elite. I could see any one of them winning it all and you know usurping Duke as a champion. Yeah. Um, and I don't I cannot say that about the NL Central. You know, I, I don't see the Cardinals or Cubs making, uh, or Brewers for that matter, a deep postseason run, you know, and, and toppling and being the new champion. Uh, I could see any one of those three teams in the West doing that. Yeah, I think I think I would probably agree. Um, I think it depends on, on what your definition of best is. If, if you're going based off of just records, right, and points, I think, yeah, it's the NL West and it's, I think it's a no-brainer. If you're asking me which division I was going to bet on to win the whole thing this year, now I might have to change my answer simply because Duke that's is good. Central, yeah, right? That's good. It's like yeah. uh, I, I'm not 100%. And, and not to mention, like, Jeff's a great owner. Well, everyone's a great owner here, but, like, Jeff easily can make trades and make his team even more mm-hmm. competitive than it already is. We yeah. know Frank's going to make moves because Frank always makes moves and will make his, <laughs> his team's going to look completely different. So we don't even know where he's going to be. And then Zach, we already talked about how he has gotten kind of the rough end of some uh, some games this year. So he is due for some positive regression as well. So I could very easily see, in, you know, you look three weeks from now, I could very easily see these two divisions kind of evening out in a sense. Um, the NL West maybe will always have those three teams in the top five, top seven, whatever it might be. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, you still got Duke in the Central, so it's it's hard to it's hard to say that it's it's one hundred percent clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick, I'd, I'd say the West. I, I I do believe it. I believe that the the West is best. I may you know maybe personal bias, of course, but the basements of both divisions. Uh, I just put up almost two hundred ninety eight and a half points on yeah. a on a one start week from Molly on a one start week from Joe Musgrove where, where he wasn't very good. Uh, you know, my bats came alive for like really the first time. And I think I was number four in, in hitting overall. So we've seen the Padres put up 300 plus already this year in a, in a regular scoring week. So that's not to say that the, you know, we know the Brewers can do that. We haven't seen the Reds do that yet, but Lenny did just trade for what, like three or four starting pitchers. You know, not, you know, great ones by any means, but guys that are going to throw innings and get points. So mm-hmm. um, Calvin, you know, Tyler Anderson. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> get yeah, them all their breathing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we've seen Ty, Tyler Anderson's first game this year was 20 and a half points. So, so we have yep. seen him do it. And we saw him do it most of last year. We've seen Dean Kramer. He, he threw it. He was one of the few guys to throw a shutout last year and he's already had a very good game this year. And, and, uh, who the, did and you, don't like, uh, you don't even need that. You don't even need that too, right? Like, yeah, you don't no, even not need at all. It. 
you don't even need the 20. You need the 12, the 14. Yeah, right? like yeah. that consistent. Over the course yeah. of a week, Just that the freaking adds up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think the Reds are about to take a an in-season step forward. Like he, Lenny and I are, are nearly tied in points. And, you know, if if uh, if I can get healthy, you know, Musgrove comes back and, and you know, I'm not getting Ashby back. I'm not getting Lux back. But say Meadows comes back and maybe puts up two and a half, 2.75 points a game, you know, at least gives me something. And, and Musgrove comes back and, and is Musgrove. I think the the bottoms of both of these divisions are about to get better. And it, it is tough. I do think with, with the emergence of the D-backs, I, I do think that the top three in the West run pretty well with the top three in the Central. Um, you know, good points made by both you guys. You know, the Cubs are going to look very different probably a month from now than they look now, but are looking very strong. Um, but yeah, I, I would say, believe it, that NL West is, is NL best. And personal bias aside, I probably still believe it. Just looking at three, eight and one teams, it's, it would be really tough to, to disagree, but we know, we know what those guys in the central do. So it, it really is tough to bet against them. Um, what else do I have here? Okay. So let's get on the, uh, believe it or not, Every team in the league will win at least one game. What do we think, uh, Tyler? <laughs> oh, this one's hard. I I am going to say that I do not believe it. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I agree with it. I agree. That's fine. <laughs> uh, because, because I – and I think, you know, prior, prior to this week, I, I probably would have said everyone but Harry – I, I do not think Harry wins a game this year. I just don't. Nope. I don't. You're scoring, scoring, you know, a hun- not even 100 points. I mean, it's just not. Even if he plays Sam and Tony, like, they're still going to score at least 100. So, I just, yeah, I don't think he's going to win a game. Um, I think, you know, I, Sam, will, Sam will win a game for sure. Uh, there's no way he goes the whole year. And I mean, he'll make a trade just to win, yep. like, the last week of the year. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that he doesn't. He um, <laughs> that, would, that would not shock me. Uh, and then, but now with, with Tony kind of dumping though, too, I, I don't know if, you know, it, I guess it kind of depends on the pieces he moves. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that if he, as long as he makes kind of the trades that he's making, like he made with UCAL today, mm-hmm. I think, I think he'll, he'll pick up maybe a couple of wins, uh, moving here and there. Um, I just thought Tony just said too that Harry actually outscored him this week, which is, interesting I, I didn't know that i didn't look at the bottom of the- yeah i don't know if that's scary if you're a that's, 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 I'm just gonna say, though, like, i don't know i don't know who that's <laughs> yeah. good for though um so, so yeah, maybe maybe more to my point that both of them <laughs> right it's like this year the disparate um, theory or prove it it's hard, it's hard to and, say and i think i think the interesting yeah the interesting part about it is because tony's potentially selling off pieces when him and harry do play each other someone's obviously going to win um so I, yeah. it could just come to a coin flip type of thing I'm going to say Harry's still going to lose because he's just not going to be able to score like that on a consistent basis. But, uh, yeah, I say I do not believe it. Yeah, Tony's going to get Duvall back. He'll get that big bat back. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and he'll definitely be April Adam Duvall. Don't worry yes, about it. Yes, Nothing will change. <laughs> always. But, yeah, like I pretty much agree with every single one of Tyler's points there. Like he's dead on. Um, like especially exactly what I was thinking with Sam. Like Sam, <clears throat> I just don't see him being this bad for this long. And accepting it. And also, I can't afford to have him that as, as that bad because I have a pizza bet going. 
<laughs> with the with the West. So I need at least something from him. I need him to pick up the slack because I, I don't want to be paying Brendan out pizzas. So I need some help. It's a cry for help, Sam. Get together. <laughs> he will. Sam, Sam will. Oh, he's, I know. I mean, it's, I know it's pretty clear what he's doing. Like Sam, yeah. Sam knows what he's doing. He's made some. Sam has made some goofy deals, you know, in the in the first couple of years. I, sometimes, I th- I think he, and you know, it goes for a lot of guys in this. Like, get bit by that trade bug where, you know, the action is all. You know, Sam will be on Discord at two in the morning. Who who's up? I'm looking to trade. You know, let's let's do. This. And he'll he'll tra- he'll make a trade just because you happen to be awake, and there That's at the crazy. time he'll make a trade. You know, no matter what it is. But <laughs> but it's it, it's pretty clear what his path is now you know he's he's not on that he's not on the full dump you know yet i don't think but it's he's obviously gearing up you know he he's gearing up and he's getting the pieces he like you know you you think that maybe say okay sam's a torque guy but then he's gone a few days later like he he was a torque guy in what torque could bring back for him you know right. like, like sam is yeah. a buy for a dollar sell for two you know whenever he can and that's the art of the art of the dumper, though, too, right? Like mm-hmm. that. That's I feel like that's something that a lot of teams maybe don't think about when dumping is like you don't need to go hundred percent in on prospects and hundred percent in on picks, right? Like no. you can you can move for some MLB guys and move those MLB guys for a lesser MLB guy and a decent prospect, and so Sam is really good at like you said selling selling a dollar to two for two dollars type of thing. Yeah. Um, to, to a lot of different people. So, yeah, he's, he's done a good job with that so far. Yeah, Sam, I think I made this reference before, but Sam is is like um, Dwight in the office when he takes a paperclip and yeah. ends up trading with everyone until he gets up to yes. a telescope, and yes. then he trades it for magic beans that don't yes. work. So that, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it reminds me of. But it's going to be the is, best like... reference ever on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> but... It doesn't quite but get to that he... Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not there. Not there. But, like, he, I, I totally see him just, you know, make dumping and getting better and then hauling off and getting six or seven wins throughout the year. So, like, he'll dump, like, in late May because he's just sick of it, and then he'll make his team better. So that, that, that's what I'm hoping yeah. for. But I do see it. I do really do see that happening. Sam Sam is one of the few like teams and owners that I could see do like a if it was early enough like almost like an in season complete turnaround like he could acquire a bunch of picks and prospects and then like within the same two week span have traded all of those for viable big leaguers and then <laughs> yeah. go on a run in that same season like like Sam is one of those guys that I could easily see doing that which would be great for the for the pizza bet i don't know if that's his plan but um <laughs> I, yeah i think we could all see it so uh i and i'm with you guys i do not believe that every team will win one game and and it's for all that you say i can't really add anything at all to that i i thought in my head well those guys you know tony and like the marlins and the white Sox, they're, they're all going to play each other so but that just still doesn't mean that they're all going to end up with a win. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I, I kind of don't believe that they – I think Harry has got himself in a point where, yes, he has the most, like, incredible farm system that, that this league has ever seen right now. But, you know, we all we all see what, what is in store for the White Sox mm-hmm. during this season. So, and it's – I think it's a, uh, a goose egg in the win column. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, how about the one more here? Believe it or not, 
four or more teams will make the playoffs this year that did not make the playoffs last year. Now, I don't know if that's easy to do without like having it up, but um, if you if we can just kind of riff on that a little bit, four or more new playoff teams from this year from last year. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna cut a promo here and say yes because I really only need three teams because I'm definitely gonna make it. So <laughs> so yes. So the odds are way way better in my favor. So I'll take a I'll take a believe it. I'm uh, I'm I'm pulling up the or I'm gonna try to attempt to pull up the standings from last year just to see who made the playoffs. See if I can get there. Um, I just while I'm pulling them up, I guess I. I would agree. I think yes, more teams will make it. Um, of course, when you go to playoffs, it's showing even teams that weren't in the. Well, who, who who looks good this? So like right now, put the Angels in there. Uh, the Astros yeah. were not a playoff team last year, right? They're sitting on top of their division. Okay. Um, Kansas City. Were right? were the Royals? Yeah, were the Royals a playoff team last year? They were. I, I don't think they were. At least that like I, I remember who loses early, or I forget who loses early. You know, yeah. like that's kind of my thing is I when I obviously didn't make it, I, I wasn't as geared up for the playoffs as guys that were in it. So, yeah, those three for sure, Tony says. And then, you know, we're looking at potentially the Jays, the Nats. Um, did the Braves make it last year? I don't – did they did they kick yeah. hard to the finish? Yeah, yeah, Jake, yeah, Jake was in yeah. it, yeah. yeah. He had a good team last uh, did, year. Did the D-backs go last year? They they were in it they last did? year. I'm pretty okay. sure. I think I think they were. I don't know if was Zach in at Brewers. Man, I, I, I'm terrible at this. I, I do the podcast and stuff, but this stuff just it leaks out of my leaks out of my brain once we're done talking about. It. Yes, the Braves won the division. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we had Braves and um, there's playoffs. Did, Goodness, we, the West didn't have three teams last year, did they? Did the did the West <sighs> and the Giants, the D-backs, and the Dodgers? Maybe did they. Did they make? Maybe they didn't. None I, of us. None of us can remember yeah. this. <laughs> well, I have. I have the playoffs pulled up. At least round one pulled up. And, okay. Okay. Um, I guess you can just list off the team, and I can tell you who. So the uh, did the D-backs. Did the D-backs, D-backs, Yes. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Okay. They, they did the Giants? It. Giants. Yes. Yeah. And the Dodgers well, definitely. So the West did have three playoff teams. Yeah. What about the uh, Baltimore? Baltimore. Yes. Okay. Okay. Toronto didn't. Right. Uh, he. Well, what the heck? What are you looking have? at? Are you looking at fan tracks? Yeah, I'm looking at fan tracks playoffs. Is that is yeah, that correct? It, it, has, that it, has too many, it has too many teams. Okay, because yeah, I'm looking at like how many them. freaking people made the playoffs? Yeah, it's just it's a long yeah, it's like all, everybody made the playoffs. Yeah. It, it's consolation <laughs> mixed with the actual okay. playoffs. Uh, because all yes. I did was look for me not being there. I'm like, okay, this is yeah. accurate, perfect. Yeah, as long as I'm not there, we're good. Um, no, yeah, I don't know why. That's I don't know what the issue with that is, but um, yeah, so I, I would say, I would say, believe it because I don't think Baltimore made it. The, and you might be, you might have been right on the D backs may not have made it, which yeah. those two are essentially locks. The Royals are, are another lock. So that's three right there, right? Like, I, I think those three yeah. are for sure making it. Yeah, and throw, then, the, throw the Angels in. We got that's what I was going to say. Is I, I, feel like, I feel like yeah. Cal's going to make it. I think, and then between really like Toronto, who I don't think made it. Um, Houston, who we said we don't think made it. Uh, Zach, yeah, the Brewers, the Nationals. Like, there's a lot. Of don't teams. count out the Tigers. Don't don't count out those Tigers right there. Look True. at the point. He's True. not that far behind 
the the Clevelands and the Twins. Yep. And I'm pretty sure Mark just got hit with another injury. I don't remember who it was, but uh, be a I think four, Mark just got hit again. Yeah, don't count out the range. Tigers. Tony said the Orioles did make it, and I, oh, I feel yeah. like they probably – but still, yeah, I, I think we're all kind of in that firmly in that believe it that – four or more teams uh, that, yeah. that did not make the playoffs last year will be in this year, which says, you know, I think what, what we've been saying about the league and that um, it's becoming stronger overall, maybe a little bit more unpredictable, like in the strength and parity, like you just don't know what it's going to look like from one week to the next. But I think that speaks very well for the league as a whole. Uh and it's exciting, you know. It's nice. It's nice to see. It's nice to see the a new team at the top of the power, even though it's only week three. It's nice to see a new team up there. It's nice to be talking about, you know, these guys potentially yeah. making playoffs. You know, it's I, I like it. Yeah, Astros and Angels did not. We knew that already. So yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely a believe it that we will see a good handful of new teams in the playoffs this year. I'd like to see some teams back in the playoffs, you know, that maybe made year one and didn't make it last year. Maybe like, maybe like the Rockies. I don't think I'm playoff bound, but Hey, crazier things have make happened. It, you know, make it run for it. it. Yeah. Make it run. You know, I, the bats, the bats go good. I get two start weeks out of Molly and Musgrove and Matt Boyd. Oh man. I still haven't checked that game yet. That Colin Ray, Matt Boyd. Game. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, look, I'll look, I'll look right now. Hold on. I'll, What's I'll the score? Yeah, just tell me the score. Just... So, cause I have, I have Ray pitching in ABL four. Uh, it is currently Detroit four, Milwaukee two. Hey, look, so, that's, that's probably, unless one of them got hurt or something left there, that's probably about the best I could hope for. Honestly, mine for a so. win probably. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. They're, you know, obviously they're not both going to get the win, but yep. neither one of them got crushed. Yeah, I can I can be very satisfied with that. <laughs> uh, any uh, any I um, yeah, that, I I got a couple more, but I'm going to save them for for next time because we're already at an hour here. So, yep. you guys got any any last uh, last words? Um, well, Tony had mentioned that the Cubs did not make it last year, and I think I agree with Tony in saying that the Cubs could be a decent pick if, with the Central oh, being not yeah. as top-heavy as it has been. So, yeah, yeah. that would be an interesting one, and I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, I like that. I, I think my, my parting take is I just love uh, just how, how things are shaking out this year with divisions being – uh, completely different outside of, as I said before, the NL beast not being uh, existent. Uh, I think it's just awesome to see um, all the divisions changing stuff up. And I, I still, I, I, I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Brendan one more time. Hopefully he listens till the end. Um, but I, him and I, if we could show our DMs to the public, I think everyone would get a good <laughs> laugh out of it. But uh, I, I just hope that more that the changing of the standings and all this kind of stuff just continues to develop more of these relationships because Brendan probably will never say this to me, but I, I respect him a lot in, uh, in the league. And uh, I love that him and I have the banner back and forth that we do and, uh, and Mark too. And he throws in his stuff. So I hope it just continues to build those relationships. Cause I think it's, I think it's just really a, a cool thing to, to be a part of. You don't just get that Brendan respect. You have to, he doesn't just give that out. You have to earn that stuff. Yeah. I don't even know if you can you earn can't, it to be can't. honest with you, but <laughs> If you show the DMs, I have to mark this video not for kids. So, yes, yeah. very much so. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I, I appreciate you taking an hour out of your night to talk some ABL. And 
that has been week three this week in armchair baseball. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Alan. Yep. Thank, Thank you, guys. Peace.